when you think of high school, your thoughts may be good or bad. Maybe high school was great for you. Maybe it was not your favorite. But one of the things we all think of is our community, Mm -hmm. the friends we hung out with. Is that true for you? Oh, absolutely. High school was not my favorite. It Mm -hmm. felt kind of like prison because (laughs) everyone had to be there, but nobody wanted to be there. The moment that it finished, everybody got out and was celebrating. Even the people that were teaching kind of didn't want to be there. (laughs) However, I had this group and we called ourselves the five guys Yeah, uh, because there was five of us. Yeah. Wow, we're so creative. You're so creative. But we went to eat at Five Guys quite often. Mm. So it was the Five Guys eating at Five Guys. Yeah. And so it was a great time. Yeah. Um, but I love those dudes. We were a yeah. bunch of nerds. We just hung out and we had a great time. That's probably one of the favorite things about high school. Yeah. High school for me is I, I kind of hung in different groups. I had two guys that I hung out with, two or three guys I hung out with a lot from, from my classes. Right. Uh, Ken, Bob, Shannon, uh, we hung out a lot and, and we studied a lot together. They were real brains. Uh, so I wasn't necessarily the brain of the group, um, but they helped me. But then my other group was the, the athletes because mm-hmm. I played football. So mm-hmm. a lot of the athletes hung out with, with guys like Owen and people like that. We had a great time together. And so it's funny how when I think of high school, that's what I think of. Yep. Like who remembers their third period class junior year? You might. I don't. No. Nope. Um, I remember the people. And that's the thing. We remember our community more than anything else. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the importance of community in life because it's not just a high school thing. Community is something we have all the time, and it's something that God wants us to have because it makes us better, and we're going to find out how on today's show. This is the Thriving Man Podcast with David and Reese Maxwell. These weekly shows are designed to help you remove the confusion from your life and make real progress with your growth. No matter where you are or where you're going, we're here to help you live a life you can be proud of. So welcome to the Thriving Man Podcast. Welcome to the Thriving Man Podcast, where our goal is to help you get out of survival mode and into living a life that you can be proud of. I'm Reese. And I'm David. And today we are talking about that word you mentioned, community. Yeah. It's connection. Mm-hmm. It's connection with people. And it's something that sometimes in the spiritual realm, we can really underestimate. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of, of a person that's like, oh, well, I don't need to be part of a church to connect with God, or, yeah. oh, yeah. I don't need to be part of blah, blah, blah to connect with God. It's just me and him. And as we're going to find out today, there, there's a lot of reasons that that's not accurate. So. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. There is an individual side, and that's what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. For sure. You know, the reading your Bible, studying your Bible, praying, those are individual aspects of seeking after God. And that's important. But God created us as humans to live in community. Mm-hmm. He designed us to be together. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that because a lot of times yeah. as men... You know, we watch the movie of like the lone wolf, the Rambo, the guy who's on his own and Taking takes everybody on everybody. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one guy beat up 50 people and stuff like that. And those are cool movies. Mm-hmm. But in real life, we're not designed to do life alone. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. God designed us to be in community, which means 
getting to know people, mm-hmm. dealing with people. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad. Like in the time we're recording this, it's the Christmas season. So a lot of people are getting together with family and they're getting together with relatives. And that can be a great thing mm-hmm. or it could be an aggravating Irritating thing. Irritating yeah. thing, yeah. And that's just people. Um, but God didn't design us to be alone. And I think as men, sometimes we tend to lone wolf ourselves and kind of back off from those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of times they can be complex. Mm -hmm. But there are Mm -hmm. two big reasons that community is so important to our faith. The first one we've called the people connection. Yeah. The people connection, which is your tribe. The people mm-hmm. that are beside mm-hmm. you. Uh, yeah. I love you use the family illustration because yeah. we do need a spiritual family. Uh, we thought of this quote together. I'm sure somebody else has thought of it before sure. too. Uh, Christianity is meant to be a group project. Mm-hmm. You cannot bear the whole thing on your own. Yeah. Whether that's the Great Commission, the Great Commandment, you know, reflecting all of who God is. One yeah. person can't do it all besides Jesus. And even yeah. Jesus decided to have a community. He yeah, picked the he, 12 dudes. He built a tribe. And and when you think about it, in the garden, God made everything, made it good. Everything was perfect. But he mm-hmm. said, it's not good for man to be alone. That's true. That was before sin. It yeah. was before any of that happened. He said, it's not good for you to be alone. And so he had Eve. He made Eve to mm-hmm. be with Adam because he didn't want Adam to be alone. And that is a community. Mm-hmm. Family is a community. And I think it shows that we need that. Yeah. Because you look at society today, whenever you have someone who's a serial killer or something like that, what do they always say? Oh, he was a loner. Yep. He kept to himself. You know, it just happens. We get weird. It's a by red ourselves. flag. It's yeah. a red flag. Yeah. God wants us to be in a community because I think it makes us better and it helps everyone in the group. Oh, yeah. And I think. Uh... I mean, a lot of the verses in Scripture that we take to be personal are actually corporate. Yeah. Like the verses, yeah. uh, almost all of the letters and a lot of the Gospels, whenever Jesus is saying you or Paul mm-hmm. saying you, mm-hmm. it actually is like you plural, like yeah. y'all. Yeah. So I think we need a new translation that has the word y'all in it. We need the Southern translation, <laughs> because, y'all. <laughs> I mean, you are the light of the world. It's very different than y'all are the light of the yeah. world. Y'all are the light of the world. That's, that's true. That's two very different ways of thinking. And yeah. a lot of times we only take the individual yeah. and we forget that a lot of times God's speaking to the corporate. Yeah, and, and you think why, and and I think it's the fact that God made us to where we're better together. Mm-hmm. We just are. And that means we, we serve him in the midst of other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, one way to illustrate this is like going on vacation. Yep. You can go on vacation by yourself. I've, I've done trips by myself, and that's not wrong, but it's funny how so many people who are traveling by themselves, what do they want to know? What opportunities will I have to connect with people? Right. Because it's just true. It's You can go see something, but when you're by yourself, it's just kind of like, okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. But when you're with people, there's just a richness that's added to the experience. Sharing it, Even yeah. if it's strangers that you just met, mm-hmm. you kind of build each other up and you enjoy the time together with that. Yeah, I think it's true. It multiplies the enjoyment of it. Yeah. But yeah. it also multiplies the abilities of the group. Mm. So like... Uh, People are naturally good at things that you're bad at. Yeah. And other people naturally love what you hate. Yeah. I'm ne- I will never forget this. There was a dude at Sagu who he was the president of the finances at the university. And so I was hanging out with him one time because I asked him to mentor me. Yeah. And he mentioned to me, he was like, dude, I can go into a room 
and crunch numbers for two hours yeah. and leave with more energy than when I went in. <laughs> and I was just like, I will never yeah. be that person. Yeah. I admire you. Yeah. I, I'm not like you. I'd uh, be tortured. <clears throat> oh, dude, I would, I would be struggling. Yeah. I'd be struggling so hard. But then again, like for me, I love studying. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who hate nothing more than studying. Yeah. And what's cool about the body of Christ, what's cool about the church in Big C Church, mm-hmm. is all of us complement each other. Yeah. Some people are huge into scripture, and they can help the people that that's not their natural thing. Mm-hmm. Some people are huge into like, they could go talk to the person at Walmart and get them saved. Yeah. And that's yeah. great, you yeah. know? And so w- when all of us combine together, mm-hmm. we make a more complete church that's more effective. Yeah, and you, you look at it in your family. You know, someone's a better cook than the other. That's true. You know, that's the person you want cooking the food. Some people are better at organizing, decorating, you know, things like that. Like yesterday, I was I was wrapping Christmas presents, and I'm not a good Christmas present wrapper. I'm terrible mm-hmm. at it. It's like a small child did it. But <laughs> like your sister, when she wraps... It's incredible. They're very neat, very clean lines. Mine looks like tape and paper. That's about it. Yep. You know, that's why I try to bag everything as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And and that's just the way it is. And it's one of those things you have to go, you know, I'm just not that good at this, but there's someone who is. Yep. And that's why when you put people together, work, you know, corporations have figured this out. Mm-hmm. They want to get the right person in the right job. Mm-hmm. Cuz when all those people work together, they make something great. It's it's completely true. I think, unfortunately, there is a society-wide attitude that because people are inconvenient, mm-hmm. they aren't worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we live in a culture that's very much based on convenience. Yeah. You know, it, the longer it takes, the, the worse it is. The more mm-hmm. uh, frustrating it is, the less we're going to do it. And unfortunately, we take that mentality, which is fine when it comes to like a product. Yeah. And we put that onto people mm. because people are complicated yeah. and people have highs and lows and sometimes they need you a lot and sometimes they don't. And because it's inconvenient, it's not worth doing. Yeah, It's really the opposite. Mm-hmm. A lot of things in life that are most worth doing are inconvenient yeah. and people, community is no exception. Uh, it takes time to organize hanging out. Uh, to invest in talking, in listening yeah. to a story that's not your own, but it invites you into a world that's so much bigger. Yeah, and I think what we do is a lot of times for the sake of convenience, we we cut ourselves off. Yeah. We, well, that doesn't fit my schedule. And, and everybody's got a schedule. Everyone has things they have to do. But I think if we don't prioritize the relational side, the danger is we end up not doing anything. Yep. You know, and you kind of look at it as, well, I could spend time with someone or I could stay home and binge watch. And we're becoming a society where that binge watching is kind of winning. Yeah. And the problem is that's not real. Mm-hmm. Is it good to do once in a while? Sure. Do we all do it? Yeah. But is that more important than people? Mm. You know, you watch your show. Okay, fine. You watch your show. But is that going to make you feel better? Mm. Where if you take an evening and spend it with someone and you're sharpening each other, you're hanging out, you're just having fun, even if you're not doing anything important, it just makes you better. Yep. You just feel better being around people. People can be inconvenient. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, okay, I got to get back in the car. I have to drive over to this thing. I have to do whatever. I have to make food for an event or whatever. And it's one of those sometimes you wonder, I do it a lot where you're going to something and you're like, ah, oh, 
And, and of course, it's a first world problem. It's not that big a deal. But afterwards, I almost always am like, I'm glad I did that. Me too. That was fun. <laughs> it's like working yeah. out. Yeah. You never yeah. feel like doing it beforehand, yeah. but afterwards, you're always glad you did. Like this past Sunday, we had a uh, Christmas party we went to. And, and it was a day where I had a bunch of stuff happen that day. I was tired and I was sitting at home just chilling and I just getting up off the couch was hard. I was tired. But then we went to the party. The good thing about it is we didn't have to make anything for it. So Mm -hmm. we just showed up and that was wonderful. But there was a couple there who I kind of knew, but I hadn't really spent time getting to know. And I got to talk with them and really hear their heart, their life. And I tell you, it was just a great evening mm-hmm. because of that conversation. Yeah. And I think it was one of those, I'm glad I came. I'm glad I did this. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think of uh, Emily's brother, Zach, mm-hmm. had a recital. It was his like senior recital. And he's up in Oxford, which is about two and a half to three hours away. Yeah. So it's a drive. And it was in the evening on Sunday, right after church. And so we needed to drive there to watch it and mm-hmm. then come back. And there was a part of me that was like, I wish I could just teleport because I'd be down. Yeah. But this drive, oh, yeah. I'm just not feeling the drive, How bro. great would teleportation be if we could actually invent that? Yeah. It'd make people a lot more convenient. Oh, it would. I would. Whew, I'd love that. But it doesn't exist. So that drive, I mean, we didn't get back till late. Mm-hmm. But just to see the smile on Zach's face when we all showed up, yeah, worth it. Yeah, it, it was. was worth it. Yeah, it I, like hands down, I would do it again. Yeah, and that's a lot of time how people are. So don't let the inconvenience of people mm-hmm. cut you off from what is so valuable about people. Yeah, because sometimes the hard things or the things that aren't easy create the lasting memories. Mm-hmm. You know, like when your kids are little and you plan birthday parties and you do this and it's a lot of work and you do all this stuff. Sometimes the ones that aren't the easiest party are the ones they remember the most. And that's the thing you want to do is sometimes the effort you put into it really makes a difference in creating something that everybody remembers as a exactly. fond memory. Yeah, no, that's completely right. So we've got this people connection, mm-hmm. aka people are worth it even if they are inconvenient. Yeah. But then we've kind of hinted at it, but there's that family connection, yeah. that yeah. support of each other, making each other better, mm-hmm. helping each other when we're down. We can watch each other's backs yeah. throughout yeah. life. Yeah. And that is so helpful because when you're by yourself, you're only as good as your worst day. Yeah, that's true. But when you're with people, when I'm strong, you may be weak. But yeah. when you're strong, I may be weak. Yeah. And we can assist each other and we can be a lot more... Uh, resilient. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about resilience in our culture now because yeah. there's so much mental health stuff, so much of that going on. And we're like, how do we develop resilience in our people? People. Yeah. And I think That's a lot a of times place. the reason I think we have a lot of that issue in our society today is people are just by themselves. Yeah. So they're trying to to toughen up. I can do it all by myself. We need people. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. like you need people who can encourage you. You need people mm-hmm. to tell you, hey, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've even created family feels that are outside legitimate families. Right. Like, like some people have a good family, they stay connected. Some people don't. Uh, you know, 
AA is one of those places, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, where they create a family feel for people a lot of times who don't have a family. Mm. They're struggling with alcohol. They need help. Mm -hmm. So what do they do? They go to an AA meeting. There's people there who are sponsors. That's people who are above them, who help them, who encourage them. There's other people there who are the same as them. And then one day, they'll be one of those people who helps people below them. So mm -hmm. it's a natural family feel that I think we've created in our society, and that's a good thing because it just shows that we need people. Yeah. And that's what a family is supposed to be, but a lot of people don't have that in their family. Mm -hmm. so, so God helps us make those connections with people and build that outside of that realm. Yeah, that's very true. And when we – well, I mean, Al Alcoholics Anonymous is a great example – People can literally get free of an addiction controlling their life yep. because of a family. Yeah. And I think a lot of times the things that we think are going to crush us, we become a lot more resilient towards mm -hmm. when we have that family. Unfortunately, so many people don't even know what it is to be part of a healthy family. Yeah, they don't. And that's just true. But that, I think, is one of the big reasons why the church exists. Exactly. The church... In, in Scripture, time and time again, it is described as the family of God. Mm -hmm. We've been adopted mm -hmm. as God's children. We're brothers and sisters of Christ. And yeah. so we naturally have tribes. Yeah. I mean, today it's based around interests. You know, yeah, if you is. like anime, there's a tribe for people that like yeah. anime. If you yeah. like working out, there's a tribe yeah. for people that like working out. There's even social media feeds for mm -hmm. each one. But the church is meant to be a family that welcomes everybody. Yeah. It's, it's meant to welcome anyone who comes into the doors. Now, they're not going to stay the same yeah. because ultimately we're all trying to get closer to what God wants us to be. He's mm -hmm. shaping us all and we help each other with that. But everyone is welcome. The broken, yeah. the hurting, yeah. the wounded, the questioning are welcomed into the family of God. Yeah. And that's the thing we have to remember about the church the church isn't there to inconvenience you. The church is there to be your tribe, your community. And that means the church isn't going to be perfect, but it's a place you can go to find those people to help you, to support you, and you can be the person to help support them. Yeah. That's a lot of times we, we, we almost have this consumer mentality to churches where, oh, it's all about me. Well, it's not all about you. It's about also what you bring to a church. Like you can go and help people in the church. And sometimes the very thing that makes people to where like, I'm not getting anything from my church. It's probably because they're not giving anything. Very true. They're not doing anything to help other people. And a lot of times it's in that doing, you're using your gifts to help other people in the family. And then you get built up, you get encouraged. And that's what the church is all about. Because mm -hmm. like Reese said, we're brothers and sisters under God. So we're there to help each other. You know, God adopted us through Jesus into his family. And that's what the church is. So we're not meant to be alone mm -hmm. because it's bad for us. And what God wants to do is help us be a part of that family so we can be stronger. Yeah, and I want us to emphasize to you what church is. Church is the people of God. It's not the spiritual version of going to the movies once a week. Yeah. Because that's how a lot of people that's treat good. it. That's good. You walk in the doors, you listen to the songs, maybe sing, maybe not. Mm -hmm. um, you hear the message. And then the moment that service ends, you get the, out of there as quick as possible yeah. so that you don't have to talk to any of these weirdos. <laughs> uh, that's how a lot of people see it. It is. It's and true. if that is your method of church, you are not actually part of that church. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're, now you may be eating some of the crumbs off the table, but you're not mm-hmm. enjoying the fullness of what it means to be connected to the people of God. Yeah. That's why yeah. Sunday schools exist. That's why small groups exist, mm-hmm. whatever they call every church has a different name for their groups. Yeah. You know, but it's all with the motivation of you gotta learn people's names. They learn your names, you learn each other's stories, and then you begin to live life beside each other. Yeah. That is what the church is all about, Mm because you do that together with Christ. Yeah. God will be there with you in your community. That's what church really is. Yeah, it really is. So don't reduce it just to the movies, essentially. Yeah, that's a great illustration. And the thing we want to encourage you to do, if you're going to be a part of the family, if you're going to join a church, be a part, you want to serve. There's a serving connection that happens in the community that is important, and mm-hmm. God gave us the gifts and abilities to do that. And that's something we want to walk into. When you go to a church, you want to go with the attitude of, what can I do to serve the church? Absolutely. What can I do to serve the people? And I think you look in any church anywhere, there's always going to be a need. 100%. Whether there's 50 people there or 5,000 people there. Yeah. There's going to be a need. Well, and a lot of times, like I talked with someone recently who goes to a very large church, and they said the way they got involved and got to know people was through serving. Mm -hmm. There was a a ministry there that they became a part of, and by doing that, they found their tribe, they found their people, and even though they go to a church of thousands, they know their people, so they feel connected. Mm-hmm. And I think it's mainly because they're giving of themselves. Yes. They're giving of what they do. And and so we have to remember that, that you're called to be there as much as anyone else is. Mm-hmm. It's not about people doing things for you. It's mm-hmm. also you finding what you can do for other people. Yes, absolutely. I think really when it comes to serving, there's two prongs. Mm-hmm. One prong is serving the church itself. The yeah. people of God have needs and you serve them. Yeah. That is a very real thing. Yeah. And then the second prong is serving the community That's good. beside the church. Yeah. Like yeah. you and the church gather together to reach lost people mm-hmm. because lost people have very real needs. Yeah. Man, think about your city and how many hospitals are named after a denomination. Mm-hmm. Like in our in our town, we've got really I'd say we probably have three major hospitals. Yeah. And two out of the three were started by churches. Yep. There's university, which is not started by a church, but yeah. St. Dominic's was started mm-hmm. by the Catholic Church, and then Baptist was started by, surprise, the Baptist. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, these were seen like probably a hundred or more years ago yeah. by the church that was like, hmm, people need medical care. Yeah. Let's show them the love of God by helping them heal physically. Yeah. And then they went and did something. And so we, as the church, can do that, whether that's for homeless people, Mm -hmm. maybe for the elderly community, maybe kids, maybe orphans, foster parents, all of these kind of things we can get involved in, and we can begin to join with the purpose of God. Well, and you look at the power of the people of God coming together to make a difference. You know, if you really look at what ended slavery Mm -hmm. in the Western world, it was when the church got together and said, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. And because the church got together and decided to do something about it, slavery was ended. Mm-hmm. 
you know, for, for most of the, the world at the time. It's because the people of God came together. And that's the power of community that God wants us to use, not just in the church, like you said, mm-hmm. but in the community. Mm-hmm. And that's a natural way for us as men, because sometimes as men, we're problem solvers, we're doers. Yeah. Well, that's the way God created us. So we can go in and say, hey, we need to help these people over here. Let's, let's get a bunch of people together. Mm-hmm. Let's raise money. Let's build a building. Let's do this. That's great mm-hmm. because that's how God made us. And we're using that as part of the community to really make a difference in people's lives. Yeah. I think probably two of the biggest reasons that people struggle with loneliness today mm. are one, they're not with anyone that they can be 100% with. Yeah, which that's good. the community side, that family side can meet that need. Mm-hmm. But two... They're only about their own benefit and don't think about anybody else. And that is a need that serving can meet. Mm -hmm. So ironically, the only way to meet your own needs is by looking beyond yourself. Yeah. If you only are trying to fix yourself, to solve your problems, to make yourself feel better all the time, it's never going to work. It's Mm -hmm. never going to work. Ecclesiastes calls it chasing after the wind. Yeah. It's like you're trying to catch the wind and it's always going to slip through your fingers. But when you lay yourself aside... You begin to model what Jesus lived, mm-hmm. and then you begin to enjoy a level of fulfillment, a level of connection and life, a vibrancy to life mm-hmm. that you can't have if you're in the room by yourself. Well, and you think, I mean, uh, at the time of this recording, it's Christmas time, like we said, Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. the classic example of yeah. someone who was all about himself, money, 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 and yeah. himself. But then once he started thinking of others— once he got outside of himself and saw the difference he could make in the world, absolutely, it changed everything about his life. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we love that story, yeah. is because it really is a good representation of mankind. Mm-hmm. When we stop getting so selfish and start thinking about serving, mm-hmm. which happens in community, we can really make a difference in other people's lives. Yeah, I've heard it described as you want to be a river, not a pond. Mm. I don't know if you've ever been around a pond that got stagnant, yeah. but it is just a breeding ground for algae and mosquitoes. It's yeah. not a thing you want to be around. Yeah. And it's because the water had no outlet. Mm-hmm. It received plenty, yeah. but it just sits there. Yeah. And so it gets infected and it gets gross. Mm-hmm. But a river, because the water is constantly flowing, it yeah. has an in and an out, or even just a sea, like the Sea yeah. of Galilee or whatever, it has an in and an out. The water is pure. And it's kind of that way in our lives. If yeah. we only receive, and that's it, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. just consume, you're going to get sick inwardly in your yeah. soul. But if you have an outlet and you serve and you connect with others, it meets that need. That's why a lot of these billionaires out there who have accumulated so much for themselves turn right back around and start giving a lot of money away yeah. Yeah. is because they finally see that. Yeah. They're like, I that's have true. billions of dollars and it still doesn't feel like enough. <sighs> Well, maybe I should start helping people, you yep. know? Yeah. And so you don't have to wait to get to that point to start. You can mm-hmm. start today. Yeah. And and we would encourage you in that. What you want to do is ask yourself the question today in our challenge. We want to ask you, do you have a community? Mm. Do you have uh, a community you're with? Are you engaged in that community? Mm-hmm. Are you doing something or are you just showing up? That's, that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Are you engaged in it? Yeah. Please yeah, and that's take that's notes the thing. on that part. <laughs> God designed church to be the community. And if you're not in church, we would encourage you 
to go find a church and then get involved in the church. Mm -hmm. Do something in the church. Engage with the people. If you don't, it's going to be like the movies. I love that illustration. You know, you go to the movies, you watch it, and you leave. That's how we all do it. Mm -hmm. That's not the way church was designed. Church was designed for you to go there and get to know people, to find out people you can help, and then find people who can help you. Mm -hmm. That's what church is all about. And I would say, ask yourself the question, what am I doing and how am I engaging in a community? Which comes back to, do I even have a church? Yeah. No, it's true. And remember that God wants to use your giftings. Mm -hmm. Um my wife works for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great example of people that love sports and use that as a vehicle to love people. That's good. God wants to do yeah. that with whatever your gifts are. Man, you can do that with video games. I, I mean, Josh, yeah. I mean, he has people he's literally loved to the point to where they've gotten saved. Yeah. Because, and he's, he met them online, on yeah. PlayStation Online, which, I mean, whether that's Xbox, PlayStation, yeah. you know, PC, there's all kinds of ways that you can use your giftings to love people. Mm -hmm. So when we join with the church and we begin to use our giftings to love people, man, that's a new level of life that you can yeah. enjoy. It is. And that's something that you can do and that will help you thrive as a man. So maybe you felt like, okay, what can I do to go to the next level? What can I do to really thrive as a man? We would encourage you to kind of get outside of yourself. <laughs> Quit thinking about just you and find that community, that church community, where you can begin to serve others. Yes. When you do that, I guarantee you, you will grow as a man. You will begin to thrive as a man like never before. I think it's something that is imperative in every man's life if they mm -hmm. really want to fully thrive. Yes, I agree. And if you don't know how to take that journey and start looking for a church, like let's mm -hmm. say you don't have one, you don't really know where to start. With our spiritual course, we literally have a written out guide yeah. for questions to ask yourself and if you have a family to ask them so that you can find the right place where you cannot just attend, but get involved. And so check out that resource. It's at thrivingman.com um, under our course. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Thriving Man Podcast. If you want to check out more resources from David and Reese, you can go to thrivingman.com. We'll see you in the next episode.